This is the Swishwire Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Swishwire Podcast. Uh, it's your host, Ian, and I got my co-host, Ian, with me today. What's up? So today, we got a very special interview lined up for you today. We got uh, the two big men from Colgate. One is a clumsy bum. The other one just wins chips everywhere we go. We got Keegan Records and Jeff Woodward. Say what's up, boys. What's up, guys? Thanks for having How's me. Going? All right. So today we're just going to we're going to start off with our regular uh, individual questions. Just chilling. So I'm going to start off with you, Keegan. So Keegan, in just a nine minute increase per game from last year, you doubled your points, rebounds and assists. How would you describe your role on the team this year compared to last year? Yeah, last year, I'd say um, my job was just to come in, play maybe 10 minutes a game, and just try to get as many rebounds and sneak in as many layups as I could. Um, we, were, we were pretty guard heavy last year, and, you know, the, the bigs were two seniors, so those roles were filled, and I would just come in and give those bigs a break and try to, you know, keep up exactly what they were doing. And um, this year, obviously, a starter now, and um, asked to do more. So, you know, obviously, just score more. I got some more opportunities, and um, just try to go after every rebound, so... Yeah, was no, starting every game ever found as a struggle? Um, starting every game, so? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I kind of expected it coming into the year, so I, I knew um, what was in front of me and what I, what I had to do. But, um, I, you know, I accepted the role, and, and I, I enjoyed it. So. so, in high school, you were team captain for two years on a pretty successful team. Did that experience help you in your leadership role today? Uh, yeah, I definitely say so. Just, you know, I was a captain my junior and senior year and um, my head coach, you know, kind of taught me a lot of stuff and um, definitely say it helps me today because uh, I'd say our, our front court's generally pretty young, basically just freshmen and sophomores. So, you know, I'm trying to, I learned a lot from the seniors last year and, um, you know, I'm trying to convey the same things they learned to me or they taught me and I'm trying to, trying to let the other freshmen, freshmen learn. Um, yeah. All right. So, Jeff, this one coming up for you. So uh, your senior year at Methacton, Methacton had one of the best teams in Pennsylvania State history. You guys set the record for point differential net rating in the PA State playoffs, but COVID cut our season short and we couldn't win the state championship. But you come in your freshman year at Colgate and you win the Patriot League championship. This is your fourth straight conference championship in a row. How do you keep being a consistent winner? Um, I mean, a big part of it is not just uh, myself. I mean, especially in high school, you know, I had three awesome senior uh, uh, captains alongside me uh, in my, my senior year. Um, and I mean, I think a lot of it's just a credit to my teammates. Obviously, um, like the, in high school, it's a little easier to, you know, definitely say, oh, Jeff's really helping this team, you know, win championships and things like that. Um, versus coming in as a freshman, you know, kind of being, you know, back down to that low man in the totem pole. And so just going out there and doing what I can to help our team win is kind of always something that I've lived by. And so when I got here, that's all I really wanted to do. And we were a very deep and very experienced team, especially at the guard position. Um, and I thought I had an opportunity to help out in our, our front court. Uh, we had some, some youth. Um, and so, I mean, I just came in and tried to do my best and help us uh, win. Yeah, what was it like going from a first option for three years straight in high school and then coming off the bench your freshman year at Colgate? 
Um, it was, I mean, obviously coming in totally, it was something that I kind of expected. Obviously, Keegan had been here last year and had experience and everything like that. Um, so I kind of expected, you know, coming off the bench. And uh, it, it wasn't as big of a mindset switch as uh, uh, even I kind of uh, envisioned it going, uh, as I envisioned it was going to be. Because uh, I just realized that when I'm out there, I still can play my game. Because even in high school, uh, even as a quote-unquote number one option, I wasn't really ever like the leading scorer of our high school team or anything like that. I was always more uh, deferring and just doing, again, whatever it takes to help our team win. So, you know, not getting as many post touches or not getting as many uh, offensive opportunities really wasn't as big of a deal to me as uh, it might be to some people else. And just to be clear to the viewers, when Ian says words like our and we, that's because he currently goes to the high school that Jeff used to go to. Yeah, no, I used to to have to guard Jeff's big ass in the post. And, you know, it didn't go too well for me, but that's aside from the point. (laughs) So, Keegan, you're no stranger to championships. Y'all just won the Patriot League, but you've also had some championships at St. Andrew's Prep. Um, Do you think that type of experience will come up big against a largely untested and rather young Arkansas squad? Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> playing at a championship level is um, what you have to be ready for when you get to March Madness and, you know, those power power conference schools. So I think it'll definitely help, um, you know, especially playing at um, St. Andrews and play a lot of good players when you get to the playoffs and obviously the best of the best in the New England prep school, prep school league. Um, you know, just kind of learn to stay composed and, and be ready in the games. But I think it'll definitely help. Um, coming up for tomorrow's game. So y'all are both just tall big men that have a really good winning history. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, for you, back in the fact in your freshman year, you could barely dunk. You were a certified bum. I'd call you a white Kwame Brown. But by the time you reached your junior year, you were an all-state contention and in state player to year contention for PA. So what was the come up like for you? Um... I mean, it was obviously, it was a lot of hard work and there's a lot of uh, kind of just putting a lot of different things together. Um, uh, as a freshman, uh, obviously still, I was still growing. I was still you know, maturing into my body that I had. Um, I was still putting on weight. And I was still obviously growing. Um, in addition to a expanded and different skill set that I was trying to put together. Um, and I think really that my freshman year is I don't want to say it was a struggle, but it was definitely not the, the easiest time I've ever had uh, out on the court. Um, but then really starting my sophomore year, uh, the, the pieces just kind of uh, were, uh, started coming back, started coming all together um, with, you know, getting more you know, comfortable with uh, like my body and things like that, like coordination and, and, and foot movement and things like that. And so when uh, you put that together with an expanding skill set that I would be constantly working on with uh, both my high school coaches and my AAU coaches. Uh, I think that really put me in a great position for success um, from really sophomore year on. So Jeff, you were one of only eight players in college basketball averaging seven and a half points, four and a half rebounds, two assists, and a block. Your mix of offense, defense, playmaking at the center is a rather unique blend. What else would you say about your game makes you unique among other college centers? Um, I definitely think the thing that really sets me apart from most other uh, bigs is my passing ability and just uh, my playmaking style in general. 
Um, obviously, as always being the biggest kid out on the court, even growing up, um, I really, even, even from a young age, teams would really uh, focus in on me, uh, double teaming me, just swarming the paint, trying to get the ball out of my hands, just due to my, uh, the, just due to the size advantage. And uh, thankfully, my coaches never really strayed away from me. They really just tried to um, hone in on the fact that I can still impact the game without scoring, and I've really taken that to heart. So I realized that, especially as a freshman, you know, every single player is probably going to be older uh, and stronger and have more experience in college basketball than me. Uh, so I know I might not be able to, you know, out-tall somebody or definitely not out-jump somebody for a rebound. But I know that uh, with the I'm very high level, I believe I have a very high level of basketball IQ, and just I uh, have a very good feel for the game. In addition, to my own selfishness, and so I'm a very willing and very capable of you know getting the ball to different spots in the court, whether that's on backdoor cuts, uh, when teams come down the double in the post, getting the ball out to uh, open three point shooters and things like that, and be just knowing the game and knowing where to position myself to have uh, the opportunity to make those plays. So what you're saying is Jokic has nothing on you? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> All right, I'll say this, though. I think Jokic has a better verb, though. Probably. <laughs> All right, anyways, now we're going to move into some questions for the both of you. So I guess I'm going to start with Keegan then. Keegan, when did you know you were a legit basketball player? Can you, like, remember, like, a specific player moment when you knew that, like, you were going to be at the next level? Um, I don't know about a moment, but I would say I kind of had a similar journey to Jeff. You know, my freshman year, um, I didn't play varsity my freshman year. I was just on the freshman team. And then um, sophomore, junior year, I, I got – I started the, both those years and, and started to get better. And my high school coach kind of – took me under his wing and he played college basketball. So he told me like, you, you have a lot of potential. And then um, my junior year, I started to get like some D3 interests and I started to take it a lot more seriously and, and work on skill development and everything like that. And then, um, you know, my prep year, I got um, some off, I got an offer from Binghamton. And then, you know, my, my coach just kept telling me, like, keep putting in the work and, and you'll receive the offers. And I finally got an offer and that's when, you know, I always knew I could play the division one level. And then once I got that offer, it was just like, like a security blanket, like, all right, like now I can definitely do it. And then, you know, I was lucky enough to get another, another offer from Colgate and obviously, obviously ended up accepting that one. So. Jeff, how about you? Um, I don't know if there's one, actually, I could, I don't want to pinpoint one exact moment that I knew I could, you know, play at the next level, but I can definitely pinpoint two games where I really felt that I, um, had the capacity and the capability to, or I realized that, you know, like, uh, I, I had that opportunity. Um, because, I mean, all growing up, uh, being at my size and, you know, even from a young age, people seeing what I could do out in the court, people always tell me that they thought that I could play in college and thought that I was, you know, good enough and big enough to play in college. Um, but then my junior year, uh, we were playing uh, Newman Gretti, who's a, a very traditional powerhouse in the Philadelphia uh, Catholic League, and in that game, I had—I don't even—I had a very good game. Uh, and it was, a, it was against several players who had high major Division One offers and high major Division One interest. Um, and so after that game, after we came away with the win, it was a game that not really many people thought we could get a win in, um, being a basically all-white suburban team playing against a very historic and traditional 
Catholic League power. Um, that really kind of just solidified my um, belief that I could uh, play at that next level. And towards the end of the season of my junior years, when I received my first divisional offer um, to American, and then uh, just over the summer after that, receiving uh, multiple different offers and uh, uh, very high level of interest. And that really going before, obviously, going even into my senior year. Um, and committing here, uh, committing to Colgate, that really just, you know, let me know that I had the capability and I, you know, was able to do, to play at the Division One level. So you both got here off of pure determination. So. Um, Jeff, going back to you, not including your current teammates, who's the best player you've ever played with and why is it Ian? Yeah, I was going to say, if it's not me, we, we, got, we got some fighting to do. <laughs> um... Best player I've ever played with. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, the, there's there's one that really comes to mind. Um, uh, uh, named Andrew Carr. He's currently playing at Delaware, and I think just the uh, the wide variety of skills that uh, he brought. Uh, he growing up, he was a very uh, he was only six one, six two ish. Um, so he's very he's obviously a guard. Uh, his freshman year in high school, and he's a very good shooter. Um, and then growing from his going from his uh, freshman year to his sophomore year, he grew uh, seven inches up to six eight, and he continued growing from then. Um, so now he's standing at about six eleven, seven foot. Um, but he still possesses all the guard skills that he's had uh, from growing up. So just that unique uh, combination of talent and uh, skill and skill and size uh, really makes him an uh, absolute. I hate playing against him. When we played AAU basketball together, and I hated playing against him in practice. But uh, he's the, uh, probably one of the best players I've ever played with outside of my current teammates. What about you, Keegan? Yeah, I've had to go outside my current teammates. Um, in, my, in my postgrad year, I played with a kid named Bryson Goodine, um, super athletic kid with, with some like really deep range. And he's a highly recruited kid, like ESPN top 100 and everything. Um, he went to Syracuse uh, last year for his freshman year. Now he's at Providence College. Uh, but he was just a great playmaker. He could shoot the ball from anywhere, and he was he was basically dunking on everyone in, in high school. I mean, he was just crazy athletic. Um, he, he was awesome to play with. He's probably one of, one of the best players I've played with. If you're athletic and you can shoot, I don't want to guard you. <laughs> it's that simple. What about played against? I know you talked about a little bit about that already, Jeff, but would he still be your played against too? Um. I don't know if he's against. I mean, obviously in practice. Um, oh, jeez. I'll let Keegan go first on this one while I think about this. I know. I got, I got to think about this one, too. I, um, I mean, the best player Jeff's ever played against was actually me on practice squad. When I was trying to be that one seven-foot shooter from Madison. Oh, I got it. Never mind. I got it. Um, Jalen Duran. Uh, from oh. Roman Catholic, who is now playing at Montverde just as a junior one uh, Max Preps Florida Player of the Year. He's like number two in the country uh, for like junior class. Very good, very very athletic. Hey, you you locked him down. You locked him down the one time we played though. We were gonna play them again in state playoffs in the next uh, next game, but yeah, no, that was uh, he's probably one of the, uh, the the toughest players I've ever had to play against. How would you describe his game? Uh, pure athleticism. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> seven about foot it. with a forty-inch vert. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculously athletic. I mean, like he—he's like not a bad player. Like he has some skill and some touch around the basket, but 
mostly just raw athleticism. Yeah, no. Are we talking like Zach Levine or Jalen Brown? He's he's a center. I mean, he's a center. He's a and yeah, he's and like he's, more athletic than like half Dwight of the Howard. <laughs> like yeah, like think about something like, like like a young Dwight Howard wouldn't be a bad comparison for him. Obviously, he's a junior in high school, but and that wouldn't be a terrible comparison for him. Very good. <laughs> Kiki, you got yours? Yeah, I'd say last year when we played uh, Auburn, played against Isaac Okoro. Oh. Was, I think he was drafted maybe fourth this past year to Cleveland. Except um, Yeah, yeah, he he was he was crazy good. I mean, he was <laughs> super athletic, shoot the ball from anywhere, and, and could his first step was was quick, so he could get to the basket really whenever he wanted. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough game against Auburn, but he was definitely <laughs> probably probably the best player I played against. That's actually and really I, cool since he's like a defender. I know Ian's really high on him. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, besides the point, for both of you guys, I'm going to ask you all this question. Uh, who have you tried to mold yourself after on the court? I guess I'm going to start with you, Keegan. Um, I'd say it's definitely changed throughout my career. Um, in the past couple years, um, I just – I'll probably say Giannis. I just like I love the way he plays. He's one of my favorite players, and just the way he he absolutely he dominates. Like he he just gets the ball, goes to the rim, and and it's his game really when he's playing. Um, I mean, so so that's what that's what I'm trying to go after. I wouldn't say I'm very close to it. Um, obviously, he's got crazy athleticism and everything like that. But just the way he plays, I I think is is very interesting, and I would, I would love to play like that. So I was gonna say I see the freaking Yuki and. <laughs> Anyway, Wait, so who would you say oh. is your most? Sorry, you know. no, no, no. Keep going, Eon. Who's your most realistic NBA comparison then? If it's not Giannis, Mason Plumlee. Yeah, like a like a pro, like a like a just a normal big man, like Aaron Baines. <laughs> I'll go with Aaron. Linux. That's what I would say. Yeah. Where's the naming? Where's the naming all the white power forwards yeah, and centers? I, d- I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling we're gonna keep with this theme for Jeff, though. Jeff, <laughs> I, already, I think I already know who it is. Uh, modeled after who I model my game after, or who's like like my best comparison? Who's first? Both. We'll go. No, no. First, we'll go. Who do you model your game after? Um. Oh, uh, model my game after. I think honestly. So. Model my game after, and kind of a comparison. Um, I, I mean, he's probably one of my favorite. He's my favorite player who doesn't play on the Sixers, and it's uh, Demontis Sabonis. Yeah. Coincidentally, we're playing at the Pacers Stadium tomorrow. Um, but I mean, he's a player who's you know not super uh, athletic, not or not like uber athletic for the uh, for the NBA, but he's a very smart and uh, very smart player. He's averaging like six and a half assists uh, this season. Um, He's a, you know, he's a he's a decent shooter, and I don't think I'm there yet, but you know, hopefully maybe in the future. Um, but I mean, a lot of the damage he does is down low in the post, and he's kind of a bigger body down there. So I mean, that 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 would kind of be my my personal you know, comparison and who I model my game after. I mean, I've uh, heard I mean, uh, head coach in one interview compared me to Vonta Savonis' dad, Avita Savonis. Um, <laughs> I've heard comparisons to Jokic with my passing ability. I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but I've heard comparisons to that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like my for me, like my comparison for myself and who I kind of model my game after is really be like uh, Demontis Sabonis. 
Yeah, no. I mean, you can definitely see it with, like, the way you guys both, like, anchor an offense. I mean, it, it's, like, almost one-to-one, honestly. Keegan, when I say this, I'm saying it purely because of the hair. I think your best comparison is Kelly Olenek. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the one I get a lot, too. <laughs> Two big guys that first name starts with K. I mean, it's yeah, a match I mean, in heaven. I'm a, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so I, I'm from Rhode Island, and he, he was on the Celtics for a little while. So that's what everyone, especially when he was on the Celtics, that's what all my friends were saying, too. <laughs> um, so you guys play at a breakneck speed, averaging over 85 points per game. Arkansas plays at a similar speed. Do you think it's to your advantage that they play a similar size? Uh, I'd say, I'd say yes. I think, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a game where we, it's run and gun basically. And I think we, we play really well as a team and they, you know, Arkansas has obviously has a lot of talented individuals um, who are, who are all looking, you know, to, to get a bucket. But I think our, our team mentality will definitely help us out a lot. And um just the way we play team basketball, we take our shot, and I think I think that's going to help us out a lot. Even in even if it's going to be a fast paced game, we're going to still take smart shots. I just say to make sure you weigh yourself before and after, and see how many pounds you lose. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of building off of what Keegan said. Um, I really do think uh, it's going to be an advantage for us, not just that we can play at that fast pace, and this is something our coach really touched on: is uh, we can play at that fast pace. Um, but we can also, A, when we do play that fast pace, we take very smart shots and we don't really force much. Um, but then we can also slow it down if need be. We don't need to, you know, play in the 80s to win games. Our defense, I feel, is good enough to, you know, even if we're playing in the 60s or low 70s, I still think that we can, you know, grind out a win. So you guys just defeated Loyola Chicago, who are notorious for being an underdog in March Madness. What makes you think you can be the next underdog team? This is start for you, Keegan. Um, I'm going to go back to what I said before, just the way we, t- we play um, team basketball. And I think if we have all five guys playing together at the same time on the court, um, just in unison, I think, I think we can put up a fight against anyone. So, Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, uh, just uh, basically exactly what Keegan said. I feel like we have the talent to you know, play with anyone, and we have uh, a really strong sense of togetherness and really strong team identity and unity, and I feel like that can carry us a long way. One thing that's definitely been like a huge story of March Madness is chemistry over talent. If you can put both together, you're pretty much set. Yeah, and I think I think – that and then shooting too, and I think I think we have all that. So that's what that's, that's why I'm excited to play tomorrow. Hopefully, make yeah. some noise. All right. So this next question, whoever wants to answer it first can go for it. But I'm ready. I really want this one. You both led your team at 1.2 blocks per game. Who's the better shot blocker? I'll go first. I'll say it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean Jeff. I think last it was a last, couple games ago. Jeff had a monster game where he had. I think he had like. Fuck no, I think I had four. Yeah, like four blocks and I think two minutes. It was wild. Um, but I, th- I would say, I mean, obviously we both, we both, what, we both 1.2 blocks, that's what it is? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I both, both good shot blockers, but yeah, I, I think 
get some I get some fancy pins in there once in a while. Jeff gets the straight up blocks. Yeah, that's I think I think Keegan. I'm not gonna. I think Keegan's another shot blocker <laughs> just because he can. I feel like he can. He, he blocks shots in a wide variety of ways. My blocks are kind of all just like, oh, someone does a post move and doesn't shoot high enough, and I block it. Whereas <laughs> Keegan can like jump and get a block. So. I'm going to take Keegan on that one. You know, I definitely have to agree. Keegan's definitely the better shot blocker. I never really thought of Jeff as much of a shot blocker. When I saw he had 1.2, I was surprised it wasn't 0.2. <laughs> I'm like, again, people just throw the ball into my hand sometimes. And I get blocks for it. You, you get me sometimes in practice with that. I do. Your hands right there. I actually have a quick fun fact that I just found out. You guys both actually average more points in the or more, more blocks per game than the rest of your team combined. Wow, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised Ferg isn't sitting at like one block again. Yeah, Jack Ferguson somehow just always finds it, seems to find a way to get at least one block in a game. It's pretty incredible. He's second behind you at zero point three. <laughs> <laughs> this is not ever game, man. <laughs> All right, all right. So you two are clearly the biggest guys on your team at 6'10 and 6'11. And your entire team actually has a surprising height advantage over Arkansas. Is that something that your coach has discussed much in practices that you prepare? Um, I think, you know, yeah, I think we have pretty good height advantage. Obviously, Arkansas has got that one huge guy. But um, as long as we, I'd say, focus right now is rebounding. It's going to be really important for us tomorrow. And um we just got to put a body on guys and, and get out and get their rebound. Obviously, they're they're going to be crazy athletic. A lot of their guys, um, you know, just watching film on some of them, 40-something inch verticals and, and stuff like that. But, you know, as long as we use our, our big bodies, our weight and our size, I think we'll be able to grab those rebounds, which is going to be a key point tomorrow. So, Yeah, and I think that the, one of the bigger things is just using our height smartly. Um, like Keegan said, you know, it's one thing to have a height advantage. It's another thing to use it. And so, I mean – just making sure we're getting on the glass both offensively and defensively and just trying to control the tempo like that as well. So I'm going to move on to our one and only fan question that came in. And honestly, this sounds less like a fan question, more like a hater question. <laughs> but this one comes in from Christian Rowe. And he says, you've only played five teams this season. How do you expect to be able to beat Arkansas? How are you preparing? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say we heard that a lot. Um Obviously, it wasn't our choice to only play five teams. We we uh, we wanted to play non-conference. We had a pretty nice non-conference schedule set up. But obviously, that got um, taken away from us. But I think I think we'll be ready because we've just taken everything that's come our way and and done done the best we can with it. Obviously, saying only one loss. Um, I mean, we'll do the same thing heading into this game and and just treat it like any other. We'll we'll be ready to go. Obviously, it's a different situation with a power conference school, but. I think, you know, just again, play team basketball, and I think I think we'll be ready to go. Uh, yeah, just what Keegan said. Uh, we, we we didn't have the choice in who we got to play. We just kind of had teams scheduled, and that's who, whoever we could play, we played. Um, and, I mean, we're, we're never going to back down from the challenge. We're never going to, you know, run from a team just because, oh, they're a power five school, oh, they're Bank top ten in the country, whatever. Oh, that doesn't that doesn't matter to us. We're gonna just go out there, play our game, and we're gonna put forth. You know, we're gonna do what we know we can do. I mean, just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, do y'all have any teams y'all wish y'all played? I I wouldn't say not really. I mean, I just I knew 
I mean, there were kind of like eight teams like in a in a rough area. We had the we had the um, kind of not choice, but like option of playing. Um, and obviously, I ended up being Arkansas, but I, I could I could I could care less. I'm I'm just excited to be able to be here and and get an opportunity to play again, and especially on a game and like at this stage and this level. But yeah, yeah, and whoever we got to play, I'm outside the flag. I mean, I'm not really sure where the doubters are coming from. I mean, you took care of everyone you played. Like, you took care of what was in front of you. I mean, the stats really don't lie. You guys are ranked top 15 in NIT rating, in net rating, in three-point shooting, in three-point defense, and overall defense. So, I mean, like, you guys took care of whatever was in front of you. You did your job. I really don't know where all this hating's come from. Exactly. We're ready to go. Anyways... Uh, we're going to move into our final section, which is our training questions. Ian's going to start you off with our first one. So this is something we ask everybody, and it's kind of like really key for listeners that want to play at the next level. What's the best piece of advice you've received about your game that you think someone else could benefit off of? Um, I would say some of my high school coach uh, told me it's just input equals output. And as long as you put in the time and, and the effort – and just work on your skills constantly. Um, eventually, it will all come together. And obviously, like during times like this with Corona and everything, um, it's a great time to work on your skills, your ball handling, stuff like that. And um, you know, try to try to lift weights and, and get as big as you can because it's going to be useful at the next level. Um, for me, kind of just the, the biggest thing was from uh, one of the, the trainers I'd worked with, and it was kind of just a, a, a shift in mindset. This is uh, before my senior year after I committed. And he basically said, every single player that you're going to be playing against at the next level is the exact same as you. you know, they're exactly, they followed pretty much the exact same path as you, and they followed exact, exactly what, you're trying to do, they're trying to do as well. So what are you going to do that separates yourself from them? So, I mean, uh, like one of the biggest things uh, for me, at least that I try and do to separate myself from anybody else on the court is uh, my communication out on the court, uh, just basically never shutting up um, and just trying to help impact the game that way. And there's a lot of things that you can do that don't require any skill level, that don't require anything besides pure effort. And uh, like just the determination to do them, and those are really the things that that set uh, you know Division One players apart from everybody else in college basketball, and just college basketball players in general apart from every from you know high school basketball players and anybody else. So not only does Jokic not have playmaking on you, but Draymond Green doesn't have vocal leadership on you either. Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, this next one's up for you again. This is, uh, again, about uh, how you're a better passer than Jokic, but you've always been a great playmaker at the center position. In high school, you barely ever dipped below four assists per game, and you ranked third at Colgate in assists per game. Was your passing game natural, or did you have to develop it? And if Um, you did have to develop it, how did you? um, I think some of it was definitely natural. I definitely think that just the – like, you can't really – train court vision you can't really train just a some sometimes just a feel for the game and feel for um what your teammates are going to do obviously part of that is chemistry some of that's just you know knowing that knowing the players you're playing with but a big thing for me is um i've watched countless 
first hours of film, especially in high school and, and even uh, here at Colgate. Um, no matter you know, how good bathroom was, I mean, I could, in high school, I mean, Keaton can test the fact that I got here and was basically, I think I was turning the ball over in practice, like double the amount of times I was getting assists just because I wasn't ready and used to, you know, the size and length and just all the things that college basketball players have an advantage over versus high school players. So that, that transition was a lot of work, um, a lot of, you know, maybe not making or not taking the risks uh, on passes that I did in high school. And so that took just a lot of, you know, watching film and a lot of trial and error in practice. So Keegan, you've proven to be one of the most efficient finishers in the Patriot League, if not the entire NCAA, shooting at 62%. How have you developed such your incredible touch? Uh, it's something I worked on a lot, especially when I got to Colgate, because um, I knew last year, you know, coming off the bench, I was just going to get those um, short finishes, and I got to be ready for everything. And we have you know, a lot of guys driving baseline, so I got I to gotta come up, be ready in the middle for those short jump hooks, left and right hand. So it's something I worked on a lot last year in my individuals with all my coaches. Um, so I would just say just constant reps going, you know, just around around the key or around the little charge circle, working on those jump hooks left and right. And then um, also being able to like embrace contact. And um, it's just something you got to deal with at, at every level, especially I'd say at, in the college level and the division one level and, you know, get, get guys up in the air and try to get three. Um, but yeah, I'd say just constant reps and, and just keep working. So do you do the mic and drill? Yep. Before my, my head coach doesn't make sure I do that before uh, every every individual. So he's big on that. But it's I'd say it's something you got to keep doing. I did every all the time in high school. My high school coach was big on it too. Um, I'd say I mean it helps you. Got probably helped me boost my percentage a couple percent this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it. All right. Anyways, that's gonna wrap up uh, today's interview with the Colgate big man Keegan uh, and Jeff. Uh, you can find them playing against Arkansas on True TV Friday at 1245. And this is peace out from the Swiss Fire Podcast. See you.